0: Trans with a voice I wish to welcome everyone to this new episode of my podcast Trans with a voice In this episode I will interview Pascal Joël Deg Fortin from El Gender to talk about the climate of transphobia we are living in right now and also about gender identity in general Welcome,
1: Pascal-Joël.
0: Really happy to have you.
1: I am really happy to be here as well. Thank you, Audrey, for the invite.
0: First, could you talk uh, a bit more about yourself, uh, about your life story.
1: Absolutely. Um, So I was born and raised in a small village where there was not really a lot of diversity. So all through my school years, I was wondering who I was because I was assigned a girl at birth. However, I never really identified as... A fully girl as society wants to, but I was also not a boy. Like I was not feeling like I wanted to be a boy. So I was kind of the in-between and it's only when I went to university that I discovered that there was a actual term for this, which is non-binary. So we'll dive a little bit later in what non-binary means and all these identities, but from that moment on, I was able to really focus on discovering who I really was and reaching my truest identity. Um, so around the year 20, I was around 24, uh, and I put on my first binder ever. Um, and that was really what sparked the transition for me. I never really associated with my breast. It was always something that was bothering me. So, to be able to undergo a top surgery was really freeing Uh, and since then it's been a year and a little bit uh, since i got my top surgery and it's been the most happy year of my life so far it's really exciting I use my life experience to help other people that, you know, have trans people in their lives and don't really know how to act, what to say or be or do, better understand the concepts of gender identity, gender expression, and all those letters that comes in the 2SLGBTQIA plus community.
0: Thank you, Pascal. The first subject I would like us to talk about is the climate of transphobia Mm -hmm. we are living in right now Mm -hmm. how are you facing right Mm -hmm. now all the transphobia we are seeing
1: Yeah, it's a very difficult time right now. We've been seeing for the past few years a great divide, uh, two extremes, be it in politics or with schools or really just anything. As we see life right now, there's a lot of divisions. It's two extremes and gender identity is, you know, a big part of the conversation right now. For the first time in my life, as much as I'm happy to be my authentic self, I feel like I'm not safe in my city. Since the event of last Wednesday on September 20th, I was really shook by how much hate people have inside of them. Seeing kids in front line yelling, and giving the middle fingers, and just stomping on pride flags, and seeing kids being so angry and being fueled by their parents is, in a way, traumatizing, and it's sad. There's a reason why this is happening. We see a lot of division Coming from our government, we see what's going on in the United States with the anti-trans laws being put up literally everywhere. And it's trickling down to Canada, unfortunately. And those people are very vocal. And so that's why we need to also step up uh, as, yes, trans people, but allies we really need our allies right now more than ever posting on social media and changing profile pictures and all that cool stuff that you've been doing it's great it's showing that you care however it's really on the field that we need the people because it took me 5 days to recuperate from the event uh and i'm someone that is doing the work like daily this is my life, like I'm working through Hello Gender to, you know, help people better understand and, and have conversations. It's hard when you're seeing people that don't want to have conversations and it's just hate-fueled, like it's mostly ignorance. If if we boil it down, what is going on right now is mostly ignorance. We don't have the resources or the education to have people better understand. And so by having conversations and being able to just sit down and have a chat, I think it would mend a lot of the gap that we're seeing between the two sites.
0: There's a lot of things to unpack here. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) I want to start first maybe um, explaining why, as trans people, the events that happened on the 20th of September really make us feel more unsafe than ever before.
1: It's seeing the violence like being real, being there, because what happened there can happen anywhere. Like those little kids that are taught that it's okay to be hateful towards the minority groups, go to school and start bullying little kids that are different. And so it has a huge ripple effect of negativity towards the trans community, specifically now, but I mean, bullying is everywhere, right? Like you're taking any minority and more than likely you will have received or like seen bullying as to what you are as a human. And that's that's the danger. The danger is not necessarily in the event themselves, but what they create long-term. What we'll see in schoolyards and what we'll see on the streets and creating environments that are unsafe for trans people to just go about and be themselves.
0: If I add on this, all the trans people I talk to after... These events told me they felt really unsafe. And like you said, they were shocked, unsettled by Mm -hmm. these events. And it brought to a lot of us a lot of dark thoughts. Yeah. And really brought us to a really bad place. Like for me, it got really dark on the Thursday Mm -hmm. right after the protests. I felt like the society didn't want me. Uh Uh-huh. Feel like there was no place for me in society and it got so dark. I needed to talk to someone because mm-hmm. it was spiraling out of control in my head and it got to a dangerous level. Uh-huh. We need people to realize that all the aid going on, even if it's not directed to you, like in your face, uh-huh. it really hurts. Like I was not at a protest in Moncton, but just seeing the image and mm-hmm. Listening to the stories of people that were there, that some of them I know personally, it is so scary yeah. because, like you said, you never know when it will happen. Just people now, they don't have any filter. They'll just mm-hmm. be transphobic like everywhere.
1: Yeah. And we really just want to be. That's, that's really all we're asking as trans people. We know that we are trans from the get-go like it's a lot of the arguments that we're hearing is you know being trans is a choice right we talk a lot about it being a choice and there's conversion therapy to help get the gay out of you and all that kind of stuff but intricately what you are and how you feel in your spirit have always been what they are And to realize that you are trans or that you're different from what society presented you as choices is difficult in itself. I mean, it goes against what we see as a society and that's the rhetoric that, you know, the extremists are saying that it's a choice. There's a nuance to be made as to what choice we're talking about, right? Because... You make the choice of coming out and living your truth as a trans person. Yes, that is a choice. However, you're not choosing to be that way. And I think we're not talking enough about that in the sense that if we were to know more about the different identities that exist, you know, we wouldn't be at this point in time seeing as much hate in my opinion anyway. And I don't really know where I'm going with this. So you can probably like take over. (laughs) Super
0: interesting. Everything you're saying. Like you said, the notion of choice. Like Uh being trans, you're born trans. And the choice you make is to come out Mm -hmm. to a person, to the society. Like every time someone does a coming out to you. It doesn't mean that person feels safe doing it to someone else. Yeah. So that is why it's so important to, uh, let trans people take the time they need to explore fully their gender identity and to Absolutely. discover what it is because every path is different. Uh-huh. And at first you'll do your coming out to people you're more safe with, especially for younger people because I'll talk about younger people because we talk a lot yeah. about teenagers and uh-huh. child, it's going to be their friends, not their parents. Yep. Because for me, I would have definitely been more uh, forward with my friends, because even if there was 1% chance of my parents rejected me, uh-huh. I would have waited to do my kamikaze because you don't want to be homeless.
1: Yeah, that's that's a really valid point there. A lot of trans youth, a lot of 2SLGBTQIA plus youth uh, get kicked out of their house when they come out. And so it's really important to have a safe space. And we can chime in a little bit about Policy 713 and what's going on in New Brunswick right now with the parental rights and everything and what sparked the uh, the protest on September 20th. The idea here is not to limit the parents in knowing what their kids are. But it's creating a safe space for kid to be fully confident that they won't be rejected and they'll be accepted and respected for who they are. And so as a parent, the job is to create that safe environment. And if your kid is not feeling safe, you can't expect them to tell you, By all means, when I was a kid, I was not telling a whole lot of things to my parents. Like I was a very reserved kid, and I came out to my closest friends first. It's just what it is when you are a kid, right? There is a lot of unpacking to do with Policy 713 and the parental rights and how to navigate all this. And I think it boils down to truly understanding the reason why this policy is in place and navigate the way that parents interact within said policy. But yeah, we need, as trans people, a circle of people that are supportive and that we can trust to be there and present and loving to fully be ourselves. That's part of some of the teachings I'm uh, offering through Hello Gender is, to, you know, how to cope with your perspective, how to deal with your emotions regarding your, your kid's transition and how to create that safe space for them to be open with you about who they truly are.
0: Exactly. I'm just going to add that there is no one saying that a kid should not tell their parent that they are trans. The only thing we're saying is leave the kid, take the time he needs. Yep. Yeah. To process everything. And when he's ready, do their coming out to their parents. Because we need to remember being trans and hiding the fact that you're trans to someone. That means having a facade, it is super hard. And it's not mm-hmm. a great situation. And you'll feel pain doing that. So you'll never keep a facade just for fun. Yeah. You want to be yourself as soon as possible when you're ready. So there's no one telling a child to not talk about their gender identity to their parents. The only thing we're saying and what experts are saying is leave the kid, take the time he need to process everything. Yeah. That's the only thing we're saying.
1: Yeah, because there is a part before the coming out that we're not, talking a lot about and it's the denial phase when you know deep down that you're different but you don't want to be different because you know it will come with struggles no one wants to in their right mind put themselves in a position of struggle by having the kid not being ready but having them tell their parents is you know creating a situation where it is stressful it can create a lot of mental distress and mental health problems and if the environment in which the family is and the, the you know, the kid is raised in, if the environment is not safe and loving and accepting and respectful, it will create even more harm to said kid than it will do good for the parent to know. It's just a matter of time and trusting in your child. Again, I was not telling everything to my parents. Most teenagers are not. Like it's just part of life. You're not telling your parents everything when you're a teenager. You you just do your thing. You're exploring, you're wandering, and it's just it it's not just with gender identity. You know, you're exploring your career choice. You're exploring what you want to be in life, like who you want to be as a human. Your gender identity is part of it. And for most of humans, it's not even a question. It's just innate. But for a few, the boxes that we were given at the beginning of our lives are just not the boxes we want. We see life as two things. And right now, more than ever, there's extremes. So it's either white or black. It's up or down, it's left or right, it's male or female. But nothing in this world, nothing in nature is inherently binary. The only thing that's binary is computers, zeros and ones. That's it. The rest of it are spectrums. And to think that 8 billion people can fit into boxes is insane. There's a map on Google, uh, it's, it's, it's called like gender identity map, and there's something like 84 different gender identities that are identified and like legitimate through the world. So the way that we are seeing gender here as male or female is a gender ideology that has been widely accepted as the norm, right? But it's not, it's not the only truth and it never will be. And I love to say that the only thing that will not change, is that things will change. I'm not gonna give a history lesson, but if we go back in time and we look at biology books, we'll see that the drawings of the genitalia parts of both male and female were pretty much the same, minus like a few little details. At some point in life, scientific decided that based on some research that they did, we have to split it and create two boxes. This comes from power and control. Because for men to be able to say, oh, you're a woman, you need to do this, that, that, they have control over you. If you're out of these boxes, they lose control over you. Because you're freeing yourself from the shackles of society. And freedom creates fear of people because they're losing their control over us. And it gets political. It really does. And that's why we're seeing extremes left and right going in streets and yelling and jumping on flags. And it creates all that. When we boil it down... It just comes to control and power over minority groups.
0: When they say these uh, anti-trans people that we are teaching a gender ideology in school or everywhere, it is totally untrue. The only ideology that's really learned right now is when you are born and you're said that there's men and women that's the only ideology like you said there's over like 80 gender really across the world so all their arguments makes absolutely no sense
1: (laughs) yeah it's there's a lot of things in life that are ideologies right the way that we're seeing the world has been created and vastly recognized over social construct that comes from Europeans uh, most of what we know right, as a way of living and existing comes from the colonization you know when they first came here it was they arrived at, on the land of the first nations first nations had a way of life that didn't align with how Europeans thought of life and so they decided that their way of life was better And they created, you know, residential schools to groom, basically, those people into what they considered civilization. Is it the truth and the only truth? No! There's so many ways of seeing life. And that's part of my teachings, also, with Hello Gender, is demystifying where things are coming from and why it is what it is and why... We need to challenge the status quo in order to grow as a society and being more accepting of, you know, everyone.
0: And also, as trans people, we have a lot of unlearning to do. Mm-hmm. Just when we start to feel things that other boys or girls are not feeling, you you feel really strange. You feel like you don't belong that's why the notion of visibility is so important. Mm-hmm. Like for me, when I was a teenager and feeling that I was not in the good body or I wanted to wear woman clothes, I had no one to look. Mm-hmm. I had no person that I knew that was trans and could relate to what I was yes. feeling. So I had those thoughts and I just put them in a the box and never mm-hmm. listened to them. It took me another 10 years after that to really start exploring my gender identity Mm -hmm. so there's that part also that we need to unlearn and if we see more trans people and we know what trend is younger it will really help us cope with all these feelings before it gets really dark
1: Mm -hmm. yeah because as i said you know trans is not a choice it's innate the problem that we see is that we don't have the language up until later in life to identify ourselves. So yes, visibility is super important. We need to see ourselves. Like if we had had this podcast or even something like Hello Gender when we were kids, mm-hmm. life would have been so different and so much more easy. There was a lot of hurdles, a lot of dark times, a lot of questions asked as to what am I doing here? Is it even worth like is my presence on this earth even necessary when we are able to see other trans people, older trans people living a life and just being, it gives a lot of hope.
0: Exactly. It is so important that trans people see that they have a future on this planet Mm -hmm. and it's it can be super hard right now to see it. Yeah. And that's why people need to see trans people having career, having families, being yep. happy to see that it is possible. Even when we are facing the biggest transphobia we have seen.
1: In a it, while, yeah.
0: Exactly. In a while, it is it is possible. I wanted to talk about how dark it can get when you ask yourself, is it Worth it to be on mm-hmm. this planet. When you're asking these guys a question, you're thinking about suicide mm-hmm. because these are like so fundamental. It's like I asked this question myself in my darkest days. And even last week after the protests and yeah. seeing all the harm that was done to trans people and the length they went, especially with the child uh, weaponization mm-hmm. to really propagate that aid, it makes you question if society want us. Yeah. And it's really hard.
1: Every human have a basic need and it's to be loved. It all comes down to the feeling of belonging and being loved. And a lot of hate that transpires is fueling the ignorance Because we don't talk about gender identity and expression, and it creates hate. We're not talking enough about fear. Fear of yourself, fear of what would happen if you were different, fear of being different, fear of not understanding, fear of things changing and moving in a sense that you don't understand. However, you don't need to understand to have compassion. And this world needs more compassion than ever. We just need to be able to, you know, sit together and have conversations because as a society, as people, we need to connect and we need to interact. And it's by, you know, talking about the deep issues that we're facing that we're able to move forward.
0: And it's when we are facing that, A, these dark moments that we need more than ever allies to be on our side and people just like you said we as human we all need to feel love Mm -hmm. and the love we can get from people the friendship we can get yeah is even more powerful than any kind of therapy or medication we can take to cope with these dark moments
1: a hundred percent having a support group around you is absolutely necessary You can't go through this life alone. You need to be able to share with people, to connect, to know that you are loved and respected and appreciated for your truest self. And that's valid for everyone. You know, not not just trans people, not just non-binary people or the 2SLGBTQIA plus community. It's valid for everyone. And a lot of times, when you unpack the hate, it boils down to the same feeling of not belonging somewhere and not being loved. but there's hope there is hope, and that is one of the reason why you know I'm sitting here with you today, recording the podcast and I'm working on Hello Gender to try to educate and give information and resources. There's a reason why we put ourselves in the front line because we know that it can get better and it will. Eventually it will.
0: Exactly. It's important to never forget that things can get better mm-hmm. and everything we can do as advocate or as ally to help, we need to do it. That's why, little message to Ally, we need you to be more <laughs> present, speak yeah. out against transphobia, and be there when we are protesting to keep our rights.
1: Yeah, and it's it's very cute to see all the uh, photos on Facebook and, you know, saying that you are against the protest or you're, you're with trans people and you're an ally. And, but... You need to show it with actions. Like we need you on the front line to be there for us. Uh, We're tired. Mind you, trans fatigue is a real thing. But we have to keep going. We have to keep moving forward in order to create a world that is more open to differences.
0: If I add on that, if in this world we would be all the same, it would be a super boring world and we would not okay. be able to accomplish a lot of things. Yeah. What makes the world great is our diverse communities, mm-hmm. our diverse people being different, having different ideas. That's what makes our planet Earth so great. Yeah. And we need to embrace those and not divide mm-hmm. based on those.
1: Absolutely.
0: Just want to come back a little bit on the denial how our... It is today for trans people to allow themselves to explore but even more do their coming out to people Mm -hmm. because, like you said, we are so scared of all the bullying that will come to us. And a lot of trans people face bullying before even coming out because we are different. Mm -hmm. We are not fitting the box we were assigned at birth. And we really need to have a more welcoming world, to have these people being able to explore their gender identity where they need to. And we want these people to not reach these dark places that we had Mm -hmm. to go through. Mm -hmm. So because you cannot undo what happened if it got to the point of thinking about suicide. You cannot undo this. And every time that you'll have some really tough time, you'll get back to these really dark it thoughts. It stays with you. Yeah. It stays with you. We need to do everything to make sure we people
1: don't get there. Yeah. And that's the importance of, you know, creating a safe space and creating environments where people can thrive just being their, their own self. And that comes with education. You know, we're not talking about just Pouring out information and giving a lot of tags or whatever. Like, you know, if I, if I tell you that I'm a, a non-binary, gender-fluid, trans-masculine, pansexual, homoromantic person, you'll look at me like I have three heads and four legs. And I know that, like, it's not about knowing the terms. I don't care if you know the terms or not. Can you accept me for who I am? That's as simple as that. I am in front of you. As a human, as a soul, and my only wish is to be able to be.
0: Exactly. We don't want the government to give us a million dollar each. If that would be fun. <laughs> That'd be great, but <laughs> no, that's not, that's the not point. what we want. We only want basic human rights. Like I yeah. think the right to go to the toilet. I think the right to have our preferred name and pronouns in school. I think the right to have health care we need to be happy and to be safe, to live a life. We are not asking for the moon or, I don't know, Mars. We're just asking to be yourself, like you said.
1: You know what I was thinking? Uh, That box, the toy of a kid where you have, like, shapes and they have to put the shapes in the correct hole? I feel like that's a very good depiction of what the gender spectrum is is like, you're born, you're a certain form. So like, let's say I'm born and my form is a star and I'm given the box that I have to put myself in and it's a circle. Well, how the hell will I fit my star in the circle? It's not gonna fit. You'll need another box. You'll need to expand and open the top. Get rid of the top and just put every little piece of you in that little toy thing. I think it's a very great analogy.
0: I love it. Right? We need to build that toy.
1: (laughs) We could totally. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's... uh, I like giving those kinds of examples when I'm talking about gender because it's difficult to grasp. Even for me, like, spectrums are fascinating. They're very intricate. And the thing is, you can never pinpoint everything that's going to be in a spectrum. You know, when we're talking about colors the spectrum of colors is so immense they are discovering new colors literally every month or something like there's new colors coming up that we never heard of like permaviolet that was not a thing when i had 10 years old like it was not a color now it is my uncle used to say like fuchsia fuchsia yeah fuchsia Why? why is fuchsia let's see it it's it, it's purple it's pink, it's purple. Why, why are you saying fuchsia? Well, because it's different colors. <laughs> so it's kind of the same when we're talking about gender. You can't identify all the gender that there is. The reason why we have labels is to feel a sense of belonging, right? I am part of the trans community. The community is very important, but how I identify in that community... When you boil it down, it really doesn't matter that much.
0: Exactly. What you want is to feel you belong here and you feel that your identity is valid as a human being. I think that's the biggest point. Mm -hmm. Why we need this label is not to categorize people, it's to be able to find ourselves. Yeah. I want to talk more about being Mm non-binary. Because myself, I identify as a trans woman. Yeah. There's some reality that are different. And I know many people that they'll understand trans women, trans men, and non binary. That's too complicated for them. So (laughs) can you talk more about the non binary identity?
1: Yeah, of course. Well, like I was saying, like for the, uh, the forms, like I'm a star and I don't fit in a circle. And it's kind of, if you look at the bigger picture, there is a gender spectrum. And female, if I put it, like, if I put the gender spectrum on top of the color spectrum, just to give us a perspective, female would be in, like, the red, orange, let's say, and then you have male that would be more in, like, the other side of it, which, like, we can't say maybe, like, purple, indigo, that vicinity, but there's a whole lot more colors. There's yellow, there's green, there's permaviolet, there's fuchsia, there's pink. And it's the same when we're talking about the gender spectrum. So there's female and male, but then all around and in between and on top and below are other identities that we navigate and we're putting names on them as we go, as we do with colors, and as we do when we create new stuff. Like, don't tell me computer existed in 1870. We had to create a computer at some point and give it a name. So when we discover a new identity, it's not necessarily discovering, it's just that we're able to name it now. But non-binary is everything that is outside male and female Binary, the word in itself, means it's two things only. In the case of gender, we're talking about male and female. Non-binary is the opposite of binary. So it's not male nor female. So it is an umbrella term that includes every gender identity that exists. I talked about me being non-binary, gender fluid, transmasculine. Those are three terms that fall under the trans identities umbrella, but also under the non-binary categories. Gender fluid means that, you know, I'm, I'm traveling in the spectrum. One day, my energy can be more masculine. And then a few weeks later, my energy will be more feminine. I like talking about energies because at the base of it, we're all souls. We're all floating on this big rock across the universe. When we stop and look at that spectrum, there's no reason why we can't just explore and choose our own color and and be that color.
0: I think it's one of the best ways I've seen non-binary being explained. (laughs) I think the color is a great analogy. There's a... A big misconception because there's gender identity, but there's also gender expression. Yes. Gender identity is Mm -hmm. who you are like inside. Yeah. You, it's like physical, but also your name, your pronouns. But then there's gender expression. So Mm -hmm. what is, how do you dress? Uh, How do you present yourself? Uh, What do you like? Your gestures. Mm -hmm. So. When you were saying, I think you were saying like the energy, the energy, mm-hmm. I think it's more in the expression part.
1: Is yeah, it- yeah. It it can be in the expression part as well. But like inside of me, I will feel more masculine at some times, And I will choose to put on clothes that reflect the way I'm feeling in the inside, which at, in that case would be more of a man clothing. The... Intricate part between gender identity and gender expression is that they can be related and they are related, but they are also their own pillar in the identity of someone. They are often correlated. Like I said, like if I'm feeling more masculine, I'll dress more masculine. But some other times they are not. Someone could feel and be a man, but want to wear a dress. That's the way they want to express. That's the way they feel good. Putting on a dress is comfortable for them. But they are male and that's totally fine. Exploring and playing with genders and gender identity and gender expression should be welcomed and even more celebrated because it's freeing. And again, being free is the opposite of people having control over you, right? As we are seeing It can become political. And when issues become political, it's divide to conquer, right? And so being free in your identity and being able to be yourself is in itself alarming for people in power. So that's why we're seeing what we're seeing right now in all of these extremes. It's a non-issue for me. We shouldn't even be talking about this right now. But we are because society is divided and they are using gender identity and expression and all that jazz to deflect the attention from the real problems like housing and the crisis in schools and the healthcare system, you know? So, yeah, we could talk a whole lot more about this. (laughs) I did, my last episode was just on
0: why the protests are happening and where that all that transphobia came from. Mm -hmm. And it started as a political weapon, just to gain votes in the U.S. from communities that have been transphobic, like uh, religious communities and even just groups that after COVID, they had no one to, they were uh, against vaccine and then was, oh, there's a movement for trans rights. We'll just go against that. So we're seeing a lot of people and it's, it's for political gain, but also just people are afraid and they don't know. They're and they uncomfortable. Yeah, they're not comfortable. And like you said, change is art for people. Yeah. Change is art. And 100%. We need to get to these people here, especially those who don't know, not those who are brainwashed. That's another, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's another, another
1: that's another story. But yeah, we need more conversation because if you stay in the ignorance, you will be more prone to, you know, be fearful because the less education that you're giving or information you can get, the more you can close your eyes and that creates a hate, unfortunately. Uh, and so through Hello Gender, my goal is really to educate those that have trans people in their lives to better understand what it means to be trans and demystify the concepts of gender identity and gender expression a little bit like we did today. Uh We need to be able to have those conversations, be it with managers, you know, of companies, or parents of trans kids, or just the community in general, go inform yourself. If you are part of an issue, you should go get more information, in my
0: opinion. I'll just add on that, it's important for people to Go find information to learn more. Like as human beings, we have a responsibility to become better humans. 100%. For everyone. And now we have the chance to have a lot of resources available. One of the challenges sometimes we have is having people find the information yeah. because it's hidden in a sea of disinformation. Yeah. Especially on social media where media platform like uh-huh. Meta do money on top of this information. So Mm -hmm. we need initiative like my podcast and Hello Gender Mm -hmm. to really bring that information to
1: the masses. Yeah. It's like if you want to have a garden, would you go see an expert farmer or a pharmaceutical person? you would go to the farmer, because the farmer knows, right? If you want to know about trans issues, go talk to trans people. There are resources out there. I mean, more and more, we're putting ourselves out there in order to, you know, be able to give information and demystify what's been told and popularized and all those stories. But in the end, we just want to be, we just want to exist. We don't want to create an army, but we also don't want the people, the youth, to think that they don't belong.
0: Exactly. Everyone belongs on this earth. Mm -hmm. Whatever the color of your skin, your gender identity, sexual orientation, your religion, everyone Mm -hmm. deserves to be on this earth and be respected and be loved. Just before we finish this podcast... I just want you to uh, tell us what exactly Hello Gender does and how to reach you.
1: Of course. So Hello Gender aims to help those who live with trans people that have trans people in their lives better understand what it means to be trans by demystifying the concepts of gender identity and expression through workshops, conferences, speaking engagements. Uh, and really it aims to foster acceptance and, you know, create safe environments. I can be reached pretty much everywhere. I have a a Facebook page and Instagram. I am on TikTok. Uh, Everything is hellogender.ca. That's also my website. Uh, Feel free to shoot me a message over on Messenger or email me. I can be contacted uh, through those uh, platforms quite easily.
0: Perfect. Thank you very much, Pascal Joël, for being on this podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I think it has been a really educational interview.
1: Thank you, Alain. Finally,
0: I invite you to subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, and to follow Trans with a Voice on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget that a society that is more inclusive to the transgender community is better for everyone. Thanks, and see you next time.